Welcome to another episode of the Brown and Black Podcast. My name is Jack Rico. And I'm Mike Sargent. And every week we take a look at race and pop culture through a brown and black lens. Well, Mike, before we begin our segment today, I just wanted to take some time and congratulate you on being nominated for a Webby in the Best DEI Individual Episode category. How does it feel, man? Well, I just want to thank my co-host, Jack Rico, without whom this would not be possible. (laughs) Well, we're going to celebrate this with champagne and caviar dreams, baby. But seriously, Mike, in case you'd like to show support for our show, you can vote for us at the Webbies, the Webby People's Voice Award via the link on our show notes or on the bios of our social media accounts. Today, we're diving into two intriguing topics, the impact of AI on race and society and the controversial white savior problems of the movie Air. In our first segment, we're going to explore how AI-generated images are quickly becoming a major force of distrust in the journalism media landscape. How will we navigate this new era of misinformation and still trust in the content that we consume? We'll discuss the recent backlash surrounding Levi's partnership with La La Land AI and ask the question, is AI inclusive modeling a force for good or not? That's a great question, Mike. Can't wait to answer that one. And after that, we're going to be tackling the controversial movie Air, directed by Ben Affleck and starring Matt Damon, and the inherent white savior narrative problems of the film that no one seems to be talking about, Mike. We'll unpack that and question how and why, in a post-George Floyd world, Mike, are films like these still being made? Mike and I have a creative solution to this problem. Well, Mike, I'm going to call this segment the age of distrust because... Just this past week, man, my mind has been blown by generative AI. Two things, two big stories that came out on Twitter and social media that people picked up on was the Pope Balenciaga photo. Did did you get a chance to see that anywhere? (laughs) It was everywhere. It was everywhere, everywhere, dude. And he looked amazing. I was like, yo, this Argentino, man. Looks like a pimping pope, man. I want to be the pope when I grow up. Dude, I had no idea that was a- AI. Because Neither. They, totally they fooled. But you see, here's the important thing about that, and, and we'll get to the other examples, is that when it was first released, everybody did not say that it was AI. Now, there are other images that have been coming out that go, wow, AI is going crazy. Check this out. Look at Trump. But they didn't say that about the pope. It wasn't until a few days later that people started to realize, oh, and then they started doing more, the Pope dancing and all that kind of stuff. Right, and then you look at that and you go, wait a minute, if I was fooled for three days, what would that happen in the middle of a civil war? Look what happened on January 6th in the matter of just hours. Imagine three days. 
So you see where we're going with this. And then all of a sudden, some dude decided to just fool around, also on AI, on mid-journey, and dropped these Donald Trump arrest photos that looked so real at first. And then by just like looking at it really close, you could tell they were doctored or it was AI. But man, for a few minutes, I thought these were real. I was like, yo, did this really happen? And I just missed it? That started making me think, Mike, how is the media going to handle this? How are the reporters, the editor-in-chiefs, the presidents of news, AP, Reuters, how is media around the world going to stop this? We're going to have to incorporate laws. And then, finally, the story that came out that we're going to talk about now, which is what Levi's decided to start doing, which is not necessarily fool people, but they decided to start using AI models that are inclusive and diverse, meaning black, Latino, Afro, indigenous, whatever you want them to be, you can create it all through this company called LaLaLand.ai that is a black owned company from the, from, from Amsterdam. And here I am asking the following question to you. You saw the photos, dude. I thought they were real people. So the question is, what do you think about AI-inclusive modeling? Is this a good thing for society, for business, for people, or not? No. Okay. And and here's what I consider. Now, you know I'm a big science fiction fan, so... You, uh, would, me, you should be loving this stuff. No. I, I'm not loving it because I know where it's going to go. I know where it's going to lead to. I'll just give you one scenario, okay? Here's the thing, and I, and I talked to you about this, and, I, and it's related, how what's become very popular is AI friends, AI chatbots, people who have an AI. I had a friend ask me, oh, hey, do you have an AI? I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, no, what the hell are you talking about? And then they show me screenshots of all these conversations they have with an AI. And now, I don't know if you've been reading how the, the one of the main companies that does this, there's a company called Replica, and they're the ones who created the AI chatbot. And what has happened with chatbots is that people have relationships. They fall in love with them. They start sexting with them. But whoa, the what? Yes, I'm telling you, dude. Sexting? This is something. Okay, sexting I haven't heard a, about that. You don't yet. even thought, know about it. No, Trust me, I thought this that is, was like used for therapy. No, that was the original intent of the AI chatbot, but it has become increasingly, increasingly, as they say, NSSW. And <laughs> so what they did, <laughs> exactly. So what they did is they revamped, they changed it, and now customers are complaining. They're upset because they've lost their quote unquote friend. Some oh. of them have become suicidal because the therapy was falling into this relationship with a non-real person. Now, here's the thing. What that means is, even though you didn't know anything about it, there are literally millions of people who have AI chatbots and AI friends. It's becoming normalized. Images that are idealized or, or turned into whatever the people creating them decide they want to create. I don't know if you know what the global head of digital and emerging technology at Levi's said. There's a quote. It's impossible for Levi's to have models that cover every combination of race, ethnicity, age, body size, and body type. So, okay, so right. the answer is just create them with AI. So what does that mean? That means that you can have targeted ads to you that ads that look just like you. It's like, hey, it's me. It's Jack. It's a Jack Rico type in the clothes that I want you to buy. 
Well, Black Twitter and the critics of Black Twitter have argued that Levi's sought commercial benefits off of diversity without doing the actual work. Why don't we play this little exercise here, this little hypothetical AI exercise here? The brown and black is about to start a modeling company, okay? And they're going to start it with dogs, puppies. And there's all types of puppies, all breeds, all different types, you know? And we can't possibly get every breed of dog on the brown and black modeling photo shoot. But somebody comes up to me and says, look, we're diverse company who believes in representation and understands that you're a business and you need to make money and that it's expensive to do these photo shoots for these dogs. You got to bring out cameras and the carbon footprint of all of that, the environmental impact of all of that. Well, you know what? What if we just save you a bunch of time and just give you this model that looks exactly like real people, but they're all diverse? all shapes and sizes. As a business person, why would you say well, no to the, that? This is America. Dude. This is capitalism. This is what you do to save some money. If instead of having to go all the way to India and to Africa and to anywhere in the world, have to get visas for these models, permissions during the immigration issues that we've been having in America? Come on, Mike. This is for a business person in America. This is the dream of what they're offering here. This is the future of the fashion modeling industry. We're going to see runways with holograms, not real people. Now, you could argue, damn it, Jack. What about those people getting money? I mean, I mean, we're going to have to create affirmative action within the fashion industry? Well, Mike, it's not working as it is now. The customer will ultimately decide, in my opinion, whether they want it or not. And the models are just going to have to find a different career. Here's the thing. I, I hear what you're saying, and I agree. This entire country, America, literally was built on taking advantage. It's, it's built on taking advantage. The basic business model for an American company, unfortunately, especially the bigger it gets, you know, the more money you can make by they have the scale. They but have see, the scale. here's the thing. This is just modeling. It's tip of the iceberg, just modeling. How many other things will they no longer need? How many other, mm. like, why do we need to hire a, a Latino writer when we can just have our AI that has researched all Latino cultures and just create a character? Currently, what's happening yes. with the Writers yes. Guild of America strike that's happening in May, where writers are going, hey, wait a minute, are you going to replace us with AI? Whatever, all the conversations, if you synthesize all of the conversations around AI, here's what you're going to notice. All the creators will tell you, yo, you think you can pull off a movie just on, you know, AI? Go for it. It's going to be soulless. It's not going to be creative and it's going to be generic. You need a human being editing, approving, making sure that everything sounds right, that it's in their voice, that is in their image, and that the AI, all it's doing is helping the creator along the way you would hire a tutor, the way you would hire an assistant. It's a human being helping you, except that you've just replaced the human the being with a machine who's much more capable of getting you there faster, 
quicker and maybe well, with much thing, more though. depth. And that's the thing about AI. AI learns. It the the whole part the whole point of artificial intelligence is that you can keep learning. You add more and more data and you can and extrapolate more and more and more. So if you had that script that was written by the chat at AI and they bring in Jack Rico, Jack, make this more realistic. And Jack comes in and he punches up the dialogue and makes the characters better. Guess what? That AI has just learned how to do better dialogue. The next script will be better. The next script, they won't need That's you right. because they can emulate. Yeah. So oh, there it is. Man. So within months time to a year's time, Mike, what you're saying within is that even the, the writer- well, As soon as you're done, instantly. I don't know. I don't know. I'm sorry. You said something I think is, is brilliant. You said, ultimately, the customer will decide. Ultimately, we as humans will decide yeah. just how much, how much we will accept from AI. Okay, so what- Yes. If, we, we will put a I limit, a ceiling agree, on But it. we will also open the doors because we embrace anything that serves us, that serves or or at least seems to serve us, that seems to serve what we want. So if I propose, if 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 everybody in the Writers Guild is a, is against AI, all right, and and actors are against AI, right? But then somebody proposes a great idea that would incorporate AI. And I'll propose an idea to you now. Here's an idea. I saw this as a, as a, a post in, in social media. Somebody, you know, people say concept for something and they go, here's a concept for a TV show. It's called Closure. It's an anthology show and it just gives closure to all the series that were canceled too early. Right? That, <laughs> that's that's great. a great that's idea. That's a great but idea. It's, it's needed. It's but needed. here's the deal. It's also the very only well way needed. you could achieve it is with AI. So you've got AI, utter realistic of everybody in their prime, finishing everything from Star Trek to Seinfeld to Sopranos. Think about that wow. now. Wow, cool. That's your reaction. Guess what? That show would get greenlit. Yeah. Everybody would embrace AI actors because, hey, the estates would get paid, blah, 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 blah. And guess what? It's begun. We're already embracing. And if they told you, oh, it's AI actors and it was AI assisted, people wouldn't care right but but now but this is the problem though who is behind this go. ai because it's so easy to fall in to fall into the virtual blackface and this is a new term that i've just recently started hearing because of the ai revolution and the whole concept is and you've heard it mike you know like you have these it has started it started in the music business when white people started creating ai Latino or black rappers, and they were making money off of it, like straight up digital cultural appropriation. Then it started happening in the modeling world where a white person, I think it was in the UK, created a black model, and now people are hiring the black model. But guess who owns the black model? The white man. So it's almost like, you are my slave, and I will allow you to get paid so I can get paid, but you won't get paid nothing. Only pennies on the dime. Ha 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 ha. That virtual black facing is what we're trying to stop here because Levi's could easily say to themselves, you know what? I don't want to deal with these black people. Who wants to deal with these black people, white folks? Not us. What if we have all the qualities, all the benefits of blackness, the coolness, the style, the fashion, all of it, the flavor, but none of the stuff we don't like. All that talk about race, 
All that talk about race. I'm sick of it. Let's use AI to replace that issue. <laughs> well, I'm very glad you said that, Jack, and, and went into that departure there. Because, because I don't know if you saw, I'm going to play something to you, where AI mimicked the voice of Jay-Z and did a whole... Just take a listen. You tell the young they can never become what they aspire to. Born in a cell with no one who can inspire you. Your highs are as never as high as those lie to you. Pretending that they live in the sky, lying behind your roof. Shooting holes up at the ceiling. Trying to find the proof. Trying to fight the feeling the truth. Tied up like the noose they've been concealing. Dipped in a diamond so that you find it appealing. Time for dealing. Despite y'all dealing, we are the savages, the natives. So exactly what you said, Jack, eventually it used to be on the human level, you create a vanilla ice or you let a, you know, whatever, whoever the white rapper is or the white jazz artist or whoever the, the white disco artist, the Harry uh, Connick Harry Jr., Connick the white Jr., soul singer, right. whoever it is, come in and make more money than, than any of the, the originators of the art, not even touching upon TikTok dancing. What I fear most about AI and this whole situation with what Levi's has done and the deal that they have made is that now they're going to help normalize us, not seeing us, but seeing an idealized version of us or a version of us that they can profit on us. They can influence us to buy, but no one of color anywhere along the line ever got paid to help them make that money off of us. Ultimately, Mike, this could go extremely right or it could go extremely wrong. And the idea is we're going to have to be following this for a while because the people who can afford to have these AI models are not black or Latino companies. They're, for the most part, white-owned companies that have the resources, the access to get this done and to make this happen. And so the biases held by these white companies is going to be the ultimately the danger of how this is handled. If you have no brown and black people within the development in those organizations for these AIs, brother, we could be seeing like the collapse of Dude. brown and black images if we're not careful. Oh, you just gave me a scary. Yeah, that's perfect. But you Boom, gave me right a scary there. thought there. <laughs> the scary thought you know what the scary thought is like okay you just said like oh if there's nobody brown and black here well let's just ask the you know our ai let's ask our ai of color cletus what do you think of us? oh my goodness wait a minute so exactly. what you're saying is instead of hiring a black person that that they think would be just an angry black person complaining about racism and the you status ask, quo in exactly, America's dark history. AI, AI, would this be offensive to black people? I don't think so. A and better, they'll say, here's, here's a, a presentation way. of why I... Yes. Like, th well, this well, is science is, fiction right there, brother. Headed.
Mike, I've been talking to you about this for quite some time. And in this segment, I want to discuss the trend that I thought was dying out in Hollywood, but it's alive and well. And it's the white savior complex where the white character is portrayed as being more important than the characters of color. And the movie I'm referring to and the beef that I have with this movie is the movie Air. 1984 has been a tough year. Our sales are down, our growth is down. Sonny, I brought you in here to grow the basketball business. People don't know what the hell a Nike is. What's a Converse? NBA all-star shoe. There's nothing cool about Nike. You would have to have a pretty compelling pitch. I can tell them the one thing the other companies can't compete with. Our basketball division is terrible. I do not love it. This is where you come up with a brilliant idea that no one else can see. Let's hear it. I got it. I found him. Who's that? Jesus? Can't afford it. I'm willing to bet my career on one guy. My name's Sonny Vaccaro. I'm with Nike. Do you typically make it a habit of showing up at people's front doors unannounced? I don't like to take no for an answer. Oh, man. Here we go. You ask me what I do here. This is what I do. I find you players, and I feel it this time. Okay, it's risky. When you were selling sneakers out of the back of your Plymouth, that was risky. Don't change that now. For a rookie? Yes. Who's never set foot on an NBA court. That's the literal definition of rookie. Yeah. What's the plan? We build a shoe line around just him. I need the greatest basketball shoe that's ever been made. Who's the player? Michael Jordan. So, Mike, this is the movie I won't see. I haven't seen it. You've seen it. I haven't seen it because I'm taking a stance on this. How is it possible that in a post-Floyd world, movies like this are still being made? And the fact that the press hasn't even written the de facto article on this means that they're all in on it. Movies where stories of color are built around white stars, white protagonists, and we've seen them. We, we, we've seen all these movies. Avatar movies, Green Book, The Help, or 12 Years a Slave, The Blind Side with Sandra Bullock. Too many to list. But to me, the damage is that it steals the spotlight from the true heroes of these stories, Mike. And it upholds white as the default American narrative. So I ask you, Mike, what can we possibly do to change that narrative, to include all of us? And I came up with an idea. Now, I don't know what you're going to say to it, but we got to change the narrative somehow. And if it's not going to be someone else, it should be you and me. Well, all right, I want to hear your readaption, but I, I do want to give a little context here. Now, I've seen the movie, and I've actually reviewed it, but we'll get to that later. But in reference to what you're saying, you know, the most common theme of those stories that you talk about is where white people matter more than people of color. But there are a couple things here. Mm. And, and as a teacher, I teach screenwriting, and I'm a journalist, so I like to ask writers questions first. And I always ask any writer or filmmaker why, especially a writer when they're starting a story, why do you want to tell this story? And who are you telling this story for? And I think that that's what's important because, mm -hmm. you know, if you were going to tell a story about something, anything, let's just say, and I'll use the example of a movie like Queen and Slim, okay? 
you know, if a black person mm. or a person or a Latino person is going to write about racism, it's a very different story. If I were writing Queen and Slim for a white audience, there'd be a happy ending. A, a white person, a, a oh, white right, cop right. would be like, no, 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 <laughs> you know, and stop at the end. But a black person writes right. this and no, they're going to make you think at the end. They're not writing this specifically for white people to feel good. And these white savior films, that's really what they're for. Okay. At the end of the day, okay, every single one of those movies, they touch upon racism, but what, what, A, they take place in the past so that the white viewer can kind of distance himself from it. You know what I mean? You don't feel too bad because it's like that was back then. It's probably better now. You know what I mean? And, <laughs> and, and we are watching right. that, that it's it, again. So the white audience doesn't feel uncomfortable, even though people are doing awful stuff. There's the white savior. So, you know, that uncomfortableness with your own history, we're watching that happen in real time right now with all these educational laws they're trying to pass so that young white children grow up not knowing anything about their history, specifically their relations with people of color, so that you can create narratives like this where the only way we, and when I say we, I mean people of color, will ever get anywhere or achieve anything is when a white savior comes in and, and change, you know, the, the attitudes of the bad white folks. You know, it's like racism only matters when the racism is happening to the black people or, or the brown people that the white protagonists like or admire. And that is the narrative. And, and right. here's the thing. When, when you, you asked me to talk about it, because I know you feel passionate about it, and I've seen the movie, but so, and I, I didn't feel... I, Did I do you like, like the, the movie, movie, by the way? But I don't like the conceit of the movie. I'm hearing it's Listen one of me. the best it's, sports it's, movies ever made, and it's probably the best movie of the year so far. It's a really good movie. It really works. It's got a good tone. It's got a great cast. I mean, Viola Davis is brilliant as as the mom, and I know that was Michael Jordan's big thing. He was like, only it was big demand. It was big, big demand, request, yeah, and, request. And it's wise, and she's fantastic. But it also tells you, well, hello. I mean, honestly, not having Michael Jordan in this is a, is a good thing. Because to have not to have uh, minimized his appearance on screen in any way, this is not the Michael Jordan story. It should be. And, and one day, hopefully there will be. And here's what one last thing I want to say. White savior films, white savior complex in films, white savior industrial complex, as, as the writer coined it. A propaganda film. I want to read to you the definition of a propaganda film. A propaganda film is a film that involves some form of propaganda. Propaganda's films spread certain ideas that are usually religious, political, or cultural in nature. White savior films are straight up propaganda films. Air is a propaganda film. It's a good one, but it's a propaganda, it's a propaganda film. film. And so I'm not sure if you, uh, if most people had a chance to to read this article from Jay Martell, who's a white writer for The New Yorker, and he's also the former executive producer of the Key and Peele show on Comedy Central when it was on there. And he wrote this satirical article called Some Other Groundbreakingly Diverse Stories from Hollywood, More Tales of Lifting the Nation's Consciousness About Inequality, all starring Matt Damon and Ben Affleck. <laughs> Mike, this article is brilliant. This is going to serve as the jumping point for me to talk about this issue that I have with the movie Air. First of all, this article imagines a series of films that tells the stories of these iconic Black and Latino historical figures like Diego Rivera, Nelson Mandela, Barack Obama. 
but it does it with the focus shifted to white characters who played minor roles in their lives in real life. And here's some of the great examples, which I thought were brilliant. Hope, the true story of how Barack Obama, a freshman senator from Illinois, became the first black president of the United States. Starring Matt Damon as a campaign manager, David Floof, and Ben Affleck as Chiefs strategist, David Axelrod. <laughs> He's a great. Mike, this is exactly what the movie yeah. air is. You take the greatest black person of that moment, but you completely dismiss them. They become a ghost in the story so that white people can have the full focus on them, on character development, on character enrichment. And guess who gets the Oscar and puts up the damn trophy if this movie wins an Oscar? It's a white person based off a black story, Mike. And it goes on. The true story of how Diego Rivera, perhaps the history's greatest Latino muralist, was able to decorate the citadels of capitalism with socialist art. Starring Matt Damon as Rivera's agent and Ben Affleck as Nelson Rockefeller. Because we won't tell the Diego Rivera story. Because no white person wants to see a Diego Rivera story. No white person wants to see a black story. No white person wants to see any other story than a white well, wait, wait, story. Wait, wait, I got an idea. Why don't we have Ben Affleck play a Latino? Oh, wait, wait. He already did that. <laughs> that already happened. <laughs> so I decided to come up with one, okay? Just to go with the same theme. It's... Seeds of Change, the Dolores Huerta story. When a young idealistic journalist and a seasoned labor organizer cross paths with the fearless Latina labor leader Dolores Huerta, they become indispensable allies in her relentless fight for justice, igniting a powerful movement that forever transforms the lives of exploited farm workers and the nation. By the way, and it's all starring Matt Damon and Ben Affleck. <laughs> so you see how ridiculous these are, Mike? And I think, I think there's two questions to be asked here. How can we create movies and shows that are both enjoyable and inspiring while also portraying communities in their truthfulness? And how might these white story angles affect the way that we understand and remember Black or Latino historical events? I think there's a lot at stake here when you do movies like Air in 2023, where you ignore and jump off of the Black success, the Latino success, to create a white story out of it. If no journalist sees a problem in that, then you're all complicit in it. Well, I, I agree with you. And I think here's the thing, though, and here's the question I have for you. In a dominant society is how do you appeal to the dominant culture? And in this case, how do you appeal to white audiences? Because that's all that really matters. Now, if they figured out how to tap into the Latino market, they'd gladly do it. If they figure out how to tap into any other market, they'll gladly do it. But for the broadest appeal, we can tackle all these subjects if we have Anthony Hopkins play a biracial man. Which he had. Exactly. So, yeah, it's got to be a story that white people can be comfortable with, just like history. 
You don't want to upset some people. Now, I think you want to do something different. Yeah, I have a solution for this change because I know that Matt and Ben will will argue that, Jack, I think you're talking nonsense. You know, we're just artists. This is every every artist has their freedom to express themselves creatively in whatever they they want. You know, if anything, we're showing the human connection between whites and blacks by uniting them together. And it's also entertainment value. I mean, you know, the movie's good. I know you're going to go see the movie. I know you're going to be hypocritical about it. You're going to love the movie, but you're going to be like, damn. So I decided, Mike, if you want to play along here, we can readapt air in a brown and black way where you and I direct it. And it would be told from a brown and black perspective. What do you think? In a world where greatness is earned, not given, one man's ambition will change the game forever. But his rise to superstardom is just the beginning. A visionary shoe salesman sees an opportunity and a relentless entrepreneur is ready to risk it all. Together, they'll defy expectations and ascend to heights never before imagined. This summer, witness the extraordinary journey of Michael Jordan and the unstoppable alliance that revolutionized sports and culture. Get ready to take flight. Ascension. That was fucking great, man. <laughs> is that good? Mike, that was so fucking good. There it is. So you listen to this trailer now, Mike, and you reframe this movie air from the perspective where they're all in on it. Doesn't that sound amazing, this movie? Would you not see this movie just based on the concept of this trailer instead of the other one that's First out of all, in theaters right now? I'll be right honest now? with you because you wrote this, this, this trailer copy. You're, in my opinion, I feel like Michael Jordan's ascension and his life and what he achieves, him getting picked up by Nike, that's like, that's, that's a, a minor, not even a B story, that's a C story that's going on with with what it is and what he had to face in this business who his mother had to be all these things that we don't get to see on screen all i'll say is there's a lot more to his story that we're not seeing and i would definitely see this movie That's it for this episode of Brown and Black. If you would like to support this podcast, vote for us for the Webby People's Voice Award via the link on our show notes or on the bios via our social media accounts. You can follow us and our comments and opinions on at Brown Black Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and now we're on YouTube on our section called Podcasts. We'll see you on the next episode of Brown and Black.
Are you ready to turn your best ideas into a thriving online business? Introducing Shopify, your no-excuses business partner. You might not realize, but our podcast, More Than Mammies, it's a business. And we started it, of course, to talk about maternity, not to become an e-commerce expert. So yeah, we needed some help selling our merch and getting our store up and running. Another sale. Shopify is a commerce platform revolutionizing millions of businesses worldwide. No matter if you are a garage entrepreneur or a big business, Shopify is the only tool you need to start and grow your business without the struggle. With Shopify single dashboard, you can manage orders, shipping, and payments from anywhere, giving you the insights you need wherever you are. Sign up for $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash sonoro or lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash sonoro to take your business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash sonoro. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press one. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press two. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over a hundred social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.